Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We welcome in the Hall of Famer, the General John McClain. He, of course, is our senior Texans columnist at SportsRadio610.com. Also does work for GallerySports.com. John, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Great to be on with you. Thank you. Well, see, we had now have two huge retirements in the last calendar year, John McClain and J.J. Watt. Well, the difference is Watt is retiring from the game, and I only retired from the Chronicle. Okay which is why I work for Gallery Sports and Sports Radio 610 and com, And co-host a podcast that I hear is pretty damn good, too, the Utopia Football Podcast. So It was. If I could just get that, a better co-host, it'd be great. <laughs> Seth, are you available? <laughs> you don't want to be my co-host. How did I get on the Landry list? <laughs> <laughs> the right. Landry You're list. stuck with Pendergast the, the same way Cohen's stuck with Correa. <laughs> Yesterday, Sean, you did a great job as the MC at the – Tax Act Texas Bowl lunch, and that Thank was a you. lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun at the game tonight. I'll be there early hanging out with a lot of the gridiron legends, one of the best weekends of the year. Hey, Week, one of the best times of the year. It is. Hey, John, did you see – and we'll get to J.J. Watt here in a second, I promise. Did you see that the the moment of that Ole Miss player, C.J. Terrell, singing um, Tennessee Whiskey went viral last night? Oh, Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. We had a viral moment that I was involved with at the uh, at the team lunch, and I got to find oh. the audio for that. Yeah, I, it was a lot of fun. It was a good time. It was a good time. So, um, right in the middle of all the festivities, JJ Watt posts that he's retiring. John, were you surprised that JJ Watt is walking away from the game right now? I was surprised. I was on for four hours yesterday with Sean Bajani, and I started talking to Sean about Texans Watt's contracts up. Texans reach out. See if he wants to come back, play a couple more years, and finish his career in Houston. And right when we get off the air, I see Watts tweet, and I had tweeted, I had texted him, tell him, uh, tell him what we were talking about, seeing if he would have any kind of response. And then I saw his retirement, so I was stunned because he's been healthy, even though he had to have he had atrial fibrillation, had to have his heart shocked back into rhythm, but he didn't miss a game, and he has nine and a half sacks the most he had since 2018 when he had 16. And he's been on a tear in his last two games with three sacks, 11 tackles, 
five tackles for loss and five quarterback hits, and he's played his most snaps. So I think he's he's going out in style, not going out rehabbing for an injury. And I'll be really surprised if the first game next season the Texans don't uh, make him the third person and f- second former player with Andre Johnson after Bob McNair to be in the Ring of Honor at NRG Stadium. Uh, John, this is what I wonder, and I uh, yeah I have no I have no doubt that JJ right now is retiring, and in his mind it's final. But we've seen more and more now some of these veteran players get signed, like Linval Joseph or Indomitian Sue to to T.Y. Hilton. These playoff contenders will sign a veteran who's been sitting out on the street. Do you think that JJ ends up getting tempted by uh, the Cowboys or somebody like that late next season? I have no idea. I thought they would leave the Cardinals and want to go to a team that give him a chance to go to the Super Bowl. But I think after the incident with his heart, he's got a son, Koa. Uh, I'm curious to see if his wife, Kalea, will continue to play professional soccer in Chicago. I'm told they got a great home out in Arizona, a great life. And, and uh, so I'll, kind of, I'll be surprised if he comes back. I think the networks, all of them, We'll line up to try to get him for studio shows. And with YouTube paying $2.5 billion, uh, if I'm YouTube, he's the first person I'm reaching out to. If I'm Amazon, I'm trying to reach out to him. And some of those shows, you know, the guys on there are almost as old as I am. And I think they'd want to get younger. And having a guy like Watt, who turns 34 in March, who is as well-known as he is and is such a good talker, I would think there'd be – a battle for him, and uh, he's not going to get Tom Brady money, $37 million from Fox, but I think he would be paid handsomely if, indeed, that's what he wants to do. Is that what – Brady's making $37 million a year? From Fox, thirty-seven five when yeah. he finishes playing. Yep. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Oh, boy. <laughs> we better sorry. be good. I got to take a break for a moment. Hold on. <laughs> Seth needs to smoke a cigarette on behalf of Tom Brady. I'm just thinking of like whether whether Brady's going to play next year or not, but he's got the life of being like Don Meredith, but with $37 million a year coming it's to him. He's just sitting there waiting for him. Yeah, like, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Dandy Tom. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's, uh, okay, so, uh, okay, back to reality. Um, I think that... Regardless of whether or not he, he plays there, Sean and I were discussing this earlier. Is there any chance at all, as a three-time defensive MVP, that he doesn't go in on the first ballot of the Hall of Fame? No, no, because um, here's some things um, that I looked up. And this is all in a column I've written for Gallery Sports. In Watt's best four-year period, he had 69 sacks, more than anybody in history. In Reggie White's best four-year four-year stint, he had 68. Reggie White's greatest defensive player I've seen. Lamar Taylor is right behind Lawrence Taylor's right behind him. And his four-year best was 63. So he is six behind Watt. And I looked up Bruce Smith and Aaron Donald. Smith was 55. Donald's was 59. So during that four-year period, J.J. blew everybody away and had more than Reggie White. So I looked up J.J.'s six best seasons, including this one with two games remaining, and he had 94 and a half. Reggie White had not, 99. Lawrence Taylor, 87 and a half. Bruce Smith, 84. Aaron Donald, 81. And uh, I think J.J., because there were 
He's only guy's had at least 20 sacks two years. He was great against the run. And he played he, because he started every game this year. There were eight seasons in which he played every game. And um, so I think, no, I think he'll be a no-brainer. I've been trying to read and listen to people around the country, especially people who are on the Hall of Fame Selection Committee, uh, to see what they thought. And I can't find anybody that said he's not a first ballot. John, I said earlier to Seth and to the audience that we need to root for Tom Brady to play at least one more year because I don't need all the Patriot fans flooding Canton the year J.J. goes in. I just don't, I, I don't want the hassle of a bunch of drunk chowds running around Canton. I'd, I'd like a little, a little bit of peace and quiet while I'm there. I saw speculation not only on Brady but on Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is not going to walk away no way. from $60 million, but if he did – can you imagine what that class would be like? And I agree with you. I would imagine that uh, that the Texans fans and, and Houston fans and people have great respect for Watt with other teams, not just because of what he did as a player, but what he did away from football. I don't know if there's any player who did more off the field than Watt did. And I have in this in the column I wrote, there's very little few statistics. It's all stories that I know about what, starting with the first time that there was the lockout in Levin and the Barry family, the mm. parents had been killed in the wreck and the two sons paralyzed below the waist and the daughter, her bones were broken, but she recovered. And I remember a chronicle story listing the dignitaries, politicians and celebrities who had been to the hospital to visit the children. And way down at the bottom, it said, newest Texan, J.J. Watt. Mm. And that was during the lockout. He was down here working out with his teammates unofficially. And so when the lockout ended, I asked him, I said, did you, did your family know the Barry family? He said, no. I said, well, why did you keep going to the hospital? He said, I just wanted to see if there was anything I could do to lift their spirits. And I thought right then, wow, he just, he doesn't even live here yet. And he's down there. He's over there seeing the kids and they remain really good friends with him. And, my all-time favorite story about J.J. was a mother filmed her little girl crying because she asked the little girl what was wrong. She said, I'll never be able to marry J.J. Watt. And so mom filmed it, put it on social media, and somehow it found its way to J.J. And the family one day loaded in the car. They went to NRG Stadium, told the kids they were going to buy tickets to a concert. Instead of going to the ticket office, they went in, and there's – J.J. holding a jersey <laughs> and a PR guy holding up his laptop playing Here Comes a Bride. <laughs> White got on one knee, asked her to marry him, put the jersey on, picked her up, danced around the lobby with the parents sobbing. And I thought, you know, who does that? You know, And I remember one time he showed up at a birthday party in a backyard out of nowhere to surprise somebody, a teenager. And remember the story where the kid from he J.J. had gone to the Great Britain put out a lot of pictures about it. And the kid wrote him, said, hey, dude, if you come back and come to Ireland, come visit me and my family. So he did. <laughs> Showed up. They were in shock, ended up becoming good friends, and he flew the family over here to come to a Texans game. I've just never seen anybody got such a big kick out of doing things for people. And I asked him early in his career, why do you do this? And he talked about the way his parents brought him up to help others. But he said, you know, I'm single. I don't. I don't go to bars and clubs, and I'm not going to lay around on my sofa watching Sports Center every day. So I want to do things for people when I can. And someday I'll be married, and then I'll lay around on this 
Sofa Watching Sports Center. Yep, and here we are. <laughs> here we are. A nice little epilogue to that story is that that, you know, that little girl is now a woman with a uh, human-sized uh, Kalia Ojai voodoo doll. Uh, <laughs> right. Which is, yeah. <laughs> she interrupted the wedding. She's like, <laughs> Speak now or forever hold your peace. She's like 15 now, like, I, I am legally married to this man. <laughs> I found out last night, talking to a couple people, that, and this never got out. J.J. used to, every Christmas, get up and go over to Texas Children's Hospital and then go in unannounced with presents for the kids and talk to them and their parents. Yeah, there's a lot of untold J.J. Watt stories for sure behind the scenes, no doubt. John, uh, to transition into current Texans news for a little bit, and by the way, somebody just, uh, one of our listeners said that J.J. has turned all of his social media images back over to, this can't be true, uh, to Texans gear, but he's still playing for the Cardinals. I can't imagine that that's true. I'll check. Uh, Do your thing. That would be kind of messed up. I don't know. Um, Maybe it's one picture or something. So, uh, John, you know, every time, every now and then when Sean and I get here a little bit early, I'll, I'll ask Sean, explain the Trinity to me again, please, like the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I just can't quite grasp everything, uh, God being three people. And then that's when I learned that Sean is a horrible, horrible Catholic um, who can't explain it for squat. But also, I feel like the same thing happens when I, when I ask him, Sean, explain to me how I can hope that the Texans get the number one overall pick, but also hope that the Texans win some games here at the end. Like, how do I reconcile those two things? Is there a way in all of your wisdom and years in the NFL, John, you explain to me, how can I, how can I hope for a win this weekend without like screwing myself and the other hope that we get the number one overall pick? You know, uh, Lovey Smith, the players, assistant coaches, they all want to win out. They want to finish the season with a three game winning streak and five five successful performances, even though they lost to Dallas and Kansas City. But if you need a quarterback like they do, you want to have your choice. And so we kicked around the last two days, do you want to make do you want to win or do you want to make sure you get the first pick? Well the best thing to be would be to win and have the teams right behind you lose. So you'd still get the number one pick. But to me, uh and the Jets are a good example. Do you think the Jets wish they had lost a couple more games two years ago when they got caught? They got uh, Wilson second after Lawrence went first overall. Now there's no Lawrence in there right now in the valuation process. Somebody's been picked since he was a freshman to be the first overall pick whenever he came out, as Andrew Luck was in 2012. But uh, we had Ross Tucker on yesterday. He was great. He, it's obvious he's watched Bryce. Young a lot. I can't wait to watch him in this last game. I've seen probably eight or nine of Alabama's games this year. And, uh, it was interesting listening to Ross talk about how you, how you play and coach a guy that size. And, uh, so I'd like to see Nick Casario have his pick any player in the country, starting with a quarterback. I believe we all would love for them to get a franchise quarterback. So get the first pick, however you do it. Yeah, you know what I also do? I feel like I've got a bunch of different drafts loaded up just in case where I look at, you know, like 2018 where the Bills traded up to seven because they had to – look, they missed out on Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, oh. all right? It's just, it just wasn't in the cards to get either of those two guys. How do you recover from that? They settled for Josh Allen, yeah. and they made do, yeah. you know? They made do. Mm-hmm. I remember when Josh Allen late combine, pro days, everything. The guy's never been accurate. He's not going to be accurate. He's got a great arm. He uh, didn't play well against the best competition he played against, but he's just not accurate. You know what? 
most guys who are not accurate through their college careers don't get accurate. But he, in his case, he has. He turned himself into a franchise quarterback. And uh, do you think that the Dolphins wish, in retrospect, they'd taken Justin Herbert over to a considering to his injury situation? So yeah. you can still find quarterbacks, of course, but you, it's good to have choices. You know what else, by the way, that draft that I had forgotten – where I just, I, I'm still sometimes amazed that Steve Kime still has a job. That the Cardinals had actually traded up to get Josh Rosen. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot that they had traded up to get Josh oh, Rosen. Yeah. <laughs> a first, a third, and a, a, a fifth. Yeah. Yep, yep. It, if they, I'm interested to see if they're one of the teams that goes after Sean Payton, and Payton's going to demand control of all personnel, like he had in New Orleans where he ran everything. And Kimes got that leave of absence. He's been in the organization for a long time. Might be time for them to start over. Peyton would like to have quarterback. They'll know what he thinks about Kyler Murray and his work ethic. And if he goes to Denver for the most money in history, does he think that he can fix Russell Wilson by doing a better job? So can't wait to see where he lands. Mike Florio's pushing him go back to New Orleans and have Brady as his quarterback, I got I guess at this point, anything is possible. But boys, what's happened to them out there in Arizona is very strange because they're playing their third quarterback. They've had injuries like the Titans have had, and there's some thought that it, that uh, Michael Bidwell might give Cliff Kingsbury another season. But uh, I'd be surprised. John, what do you got going on on your various platforms? And a reminder: we are recording our next episode in a few hours here. I look forward to, to recording our Utopia podcast. Love doing that with you three times a week. Can't wait to get on to the draft when the season's over. I've got Watt at, on SportsRadio610.com and Watt on uh, Gallery Sports. Yep, that's an easy one. J.J. Watt is the hit today for sure. John McClain brought to you by HornSolutions.net. John, we'll talk in a little while. Thanks. Guys, thank you very much. Seth, Sean, Happy New Year. You too. Thanks, John. Appreciate you. That is John McClain joining us for his weekly visit here on a Wednesday. All right, up next, Wade Phillips. His thoughts on J.J. Watt. Wade Phillips was reportedly the guy that metaphorically or figuratively stood on the table for J.J. Watt in the war room back in 2011 when the Texans drafted him. Wade Phillips' thoughts on J.J. Watt's career and some good J.J. Watt stories as well from at son of bum next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Big thanks to John McClain for joining us for his weekly visit. J.J. Watt, the big story today. He is retiring from football. Wade Phillips was the defensive coordinator who unleashed J.J. Watt on the world back in 2011. Um, Most famously, it was after the 2011 season where Wade Phillips was asked, is J.J. Watt a bust? Or maybe some point during the season in his rookie year where he was – he was, you know, he was decent, but he wasn't J.J. Watt's superhero. Um, and Wade Phillips made the comment, yeah, he's going to be a bust, a bust in the Hall of Fame, which we were all like, okay, well, that's a bold proclamation. Well, it turned out Wade Phillips was right, and he recounted that story to Mark Berman yesterday. First year, nobody knew who he was. He got booed at the uh, press conference when they brought him in because, you know, they had never heard of him. So, uh, you know, and I... I <laughs> I said towards the end of the year when I saw him playing better than everybody, I, you know, I said, well, J.J.'s going to be a bust, all right, but it's going to be a bust in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. He, yeah, got, he it, nailed it. it. Was, uh, yeah, you know, Wade, um, which uh, and this is where it's nice that Wade is still coaching because uh, he's kind of old school in the way he's got an, he's got an ability to deliver a little quip, like a little one-liner that's very, very quotable in a way that doesn't get done as much anymore because uh, it's all about just rambling on and on for four hours more so than it is a, a, a clip in the paper or anything like that. Um, that's uh, I, I think that Wade and JJ are inextricably linked in that like Wade recognized exactly what JJ was capable of and unleashed him and allowed him to do that. Whether it was, did you say it was like a nuclear bomb? I did not. Oh, felt like you said like it was uh, like, he un- Oh, okay. So anyway, he dropped, he like dropped Maybe the bomb. I I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't That's what was going what I, on in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought you would call them the Oppenheimer of the NFL. <laughs> I, uh, I wish I did. <laughs> the, the, Wade Phillips. So I, there are other defensive coordinators that wouldn't have, understood exactly how to utilize JJ Watt and this is something that this is something that Wade has done for multiple players including a couple of Houston Oilers and um uh, you know recognize exactly how to get the absolute most out of a defensive lineman and and help be a part of kind of foisting them into the Hall of Fame so like obviously JJ kept doing it with different defensive coordinators but a lot of getting the ball rolling is J um Wade Phillips getting guys single. Guys like J.J. singled up on blockers, which um, it's, it's harder to do than you might think to try to create a, a, a one-on-one situation without hurting the rest of the defense. Um, I'm glad you brought up the guys that Wade Phillips coached prior to J.J. because Mark Berman asked Wade Phillips yesterday, where does J.J. Watt stack up on the all-time list? Yeah, well, I mean, just the ones I've been with, you know, like Reggie White and Bruce Smith and... And Elvin Buffet and Curly Culp and uh, those kind of people. I mean, uh, and lately Aaron Donald, who you know is a great, great player. He's a Hall of Fame player. It's hard to say, you know, one's that much better than the other. But 
you know, during his era, I mean, he three-time defensive player of the year. I mean, how great is that? And I thought he was the best player in the league his first year towards the end of the season. So, I, you know, and he, and he maintained that for, you know, uh, a lot of years. So um, I'm happy for his success and and that he can step away from him and feel good. But I saw him play last week. I thought he played pretty darn good on TV. <laughs> yeah, dude, he was – J.J. was dominant in that Christmas Christmas Day game against the Bucks. He was really good. I wonder if it was um, – and as you pointed out, it was like all of this has been much more understated than a younger J.J. Watt would have had it play out. Yeah. And he, I think he's been through some life-altering events just this season – in terms of maybe his perspective on life, he had his first child. He had to have his heart shocked back into rhythm with uh, the the paddles there, the heart paddles, defibrillators. That's not like, getting enough attention. <laughs> I well, you know, he gave kind of a teary press conference after that. Too. I, know, I know. Well, I when you say he's not getting enough attention, do you think? Do you mean in terms of the medical condition or just the impact that it might have emotionally? I think the, I, I think the impact that it might have on his decision to retire from football. Maybe like yeah. I, I I've not seen it. I'm not, I don't know, maybe it's been in some of the articles and I just haven't seen it. I, and maybe it shouldn't be pushed to the forefront. This is, it's more of a time to probably celebrate J.J. Watt than it is to you know, do the autopsy on the decision-making process. Yeah, but, and that's where, I mean, for the way I understand it at least, or the way he talked about it, was that it's not, it's not like a life-threatening condition or something. It's something that happens, but it is kind of... Sh- like when, when, you, when you get the defibrillator put on you... Yeah. <laughs> All bets are off. <laughs> you probably assess a few things. Or yes, not. yes. You know, that's. Uh, remember when I thought I was dying, and I and I said I had to kind of rethink a few things. Yep, and I did. I didn't act on them, but I'm not JJ Watt. <laughs> JJ seems like the kind of guy that would like learn a life lesson and then act on it. Whereas I pretty much felt like, well, it'll all work out better the next time I die. Yes. I'm sure. I'm sure. Every, I'm sure all my personal affairs will be more taken care of by then. Did you the picture that you sent me that day? Did you post that or did you just send it to me? The first person, the one where you were sitting in the back of the ambulance, and it's like a oh, first person had, point of view of your feet. <laughs> I had a kid from Bangladesh do a video on it uh, of my day at the hospital. You did yeah. okay because it happened during one of the Astros playoff games. I ended up like watching the game from a phone in the hospital. Oh really? I can't remember what it was? Yeah. Oh. Wow, yeah, that was uh, that was something else, man. So, um, but yeah, like I, I think that, and and also, look, he's kind of like with Andrew Luck, who went way before people expected him to. And remember, gosh, okay, can you pull up JJ's stats real quick? Sure, got him right remember here. Remember when Sports Radio six ten got a lot of guff for blowing up JJ's comments that he thought he would play ten years, um, and that that was a nice solid number, and, and then JJ kind of like poured some cold water on it. What, what year is this for him? I this is his twelfth season. Okay, so yeah. he uh, so he surpassed his. So he lied to us. He, he lied to us when he said ten years. He did more. Put that on the headline. <laughs> yeah. remember, I'm glad you brought this up, though. Remember the one time? Well, I said the one time he caught heat. He he caught heat a few times, uh, you know, with social media things like that. Um, but remember when he said he re- he explicitly said what his goals were. In terms of knocking down passes and sacks going into a season, yeah, and people construed that as well. He's all about the numbers. He's all That's about right. His stats. It turned into a selfish display. Yeah, or yeah. He yeah. wanted to go twenty and twenty. He wanted twenty passes defended and twenty sacks. That's uh, the lesson. There is, kids, don't be afraid to strive for greatness, but understand that once you achieve it, you will be attacked mercilessly for right. it. So, and for everything, for accomplishing <laughs> you, your stated goals, you can't be an inspiration in this world without also being a despised enemy of. 
of many, okay? So there's true. just no that's just sucks. the way it works, yes. okay? <laughs> oh my god. Uh last one from uh from Wade Phillips here as we uh continue to celebrate the career of JJ Watt. Uh the Cincy Pick Six, we've played it a few times today. Here was Wade Phillips' recollection of the most famous, maybe the most famous play in Texans history. I've seen interceptions. I've seen, you know, a lot of intercepts, but I've never seen one that close to the quarterback. You know, he was so close to the quarterback, I don't know how how he caught the ball. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to catch, catch it that close to a quarterback who's throwing the ball hard. And then, of course, you know, he runs in the end zone with it, and it just – I mean, it was electric then. The, the fans went crazy. The coaches went crazy. I mean, everybody did. Said, hey, we've got this thing won. Yeah, the touchdowns he had, you know, J.J. scored three touchdowns as a tight end in um, in 2014. Had a couple other touchdowns defensively that year. Had the touchdown uh, against the Bengals in that playoff game. <laughs> they were all remarkably athletic plays. Like the yep. pick six we played against Buffalo, he sprinted 80 yards for a touchdown. He's a defensive end. He ran 80 yards for a touchdown, untouched. Like he he took it coast to coast, basically. Um, the scoop and score against the Colts, where he was literally on the ground, scooped the ball, got up at 300 pounds, and ran it 45 yards for a touchdown. The touchdown catches, two of them at least were were real. Like, like those are plays like a high level tight end makes, and he made. I those always plays. like to. Um... I always like to imagine, okay, what would it be like for various athletes if they had grown up in different countries? Like, like for me, if I had grown up in a bunch of other countries in the world, my best, my, my ceiling as far as being a professional athlete or notable athlete might have been maybe strongman competitor yeah. and or something like, you know, maybe, maybe wrestling, but probably not. So, like the, you know, Olympic style. Show, sure, not, sure. Not professional. Yeah. Um, Definitely professional, but that's not that's a different category. Yeah. Um, where JJ, I feel like he's that type of athlete, including the hand-eye coordination part, that he would have been a freakishly big hockey player. Yeah. He would have probably played like if he grew up in the, in Russia, he would have been a hockey player. He would have been you know a skinny version of himself. Remember that one year he came back from injury and he looked like a West Point cadet? Yes, because he'd just been doing nothing but walking for. So he'd be like a two hundred and forty pound freakishly big hockey player. Yep. Um, like uh, like he could have he could have been a professional athlete and probably a really good one in multiple different countries in multiple different times. Gladiator for sure. For you could sure. Totally be a gladiator. For sure. A gladiator. Yeah. Yes. I I would like to see what Jade what kind of fighter JJ Watt would be. You know a like fighter? A, yeah, 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 like uh like MMA cuz he did play hockey. So that's I mean there's obviously <laughs> it's a different category of fighting if you ever get into a, a hockey scrape. He's got a very good reach. Like yes. a very good reach. Long arms. And again, the hand-eye coordination and timing and everything, because you can see all of that. I think he's just he's that classic uh, just all-around athlete dude. You know, like the guy that wins all the bar games? You know, yeah. you're, you're, like your buddy that's just good at everything. Yes. Maybe he was a high school quarterback or something, but he's also he's a lot of, he's just he's just good at everything. Flip that's, cup, it feels like, yeah, shuffleboard. Yes, yeah. Like, J.J.'s a really large version of that. Yeah. Whereas somebody like, okay, like, a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL are guys that look like, okay, if it weren't for American football, I don't see this guy being a professional athlete with anything. Right. You know? Like, so even though they're supposedly the best, like Tom Brady. I don't know what, I mean, I know Tom Brady got drafted as a catcher, but man, I have a hard time seeing him do anything other than be a quarterback. Same. <laughs> um, he's just not, like, as good an all-around athlete as some guys like uh, like those other Peyton, position players. Peyton, for sure. Like Peyton Manning, for right, sure. Right, right, yeah. Right? 
I mean, yes, you know what those guys? I mean, Peyton, you could see be a pitcher. It's funny Maybe. that you see. It's funny that Brady. It's funny that you don't even see Brady as a pitcher. That you look, you think of him as because uh, he was drafted as a catcher. Yeah, I don't see him making it as a catcher. No, I don't that's either. A, that's a big damn frame to be lugging around. That all is over the place. crouching yeah. all the time. Absolutely. All he right. totally would have done steroids though. He would have grown up oh, in yeah. a steroid era. No, no, no. He would have missed out on the steroid era. So he wouldn't have been able to do anything to improve his. He'd have found his it natural. He deflated footballs of- by God. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you on a Wednesday. We'll get back to more J.J. Watt as we roll on. We just heard from Wade Phillips, the one player who seemed to dislike playing for Wade Phillips is now getting into coaching himself. We will tell you who it is next. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. It is a Wednesday. Um, so we just got done playing audio from Wade Phillips. I would say Wade Phillips is somebody who seems universally beloved by practically everybody in society except for one Ed Reed, who did not really like playing for Wade Phillips, reportedly. The yeah. one season, well, the one partial season that he was a Houston Texan. Yeah. Um, so now, uh, maybe Ed Reed uh, at the time didn't appreciate the difficulty of being a defensive coordinator in the NFL. I think Wade Phillips is a is a dynamite defensive coordinator, and he's had a run as head coach at Dallas as well. Um, Ed Reed is going to find out what that's like to uh, to be a coach in the spotlight. He um, he has agreed to become the next head football coach at Bethune Cookman. Oh, University okay. announced on Tuesday. Yes, Reed, who was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 2019, yeah. is the latest high-profile former athlete to coach in the HBCU ranks. So this I thought is, you were going somewhere with this and saying I thought you were, it was going to be a you know something nice that Ed Reed had said about Wade Phillips, or he was going to trash Wade Phillips still, uh, like long after. <laughs> long no, after no, but he over. probably will do a press conference at some point. I would imagine that. He's going to be asked who his main influences were in coaching. 
Yeah. It would be great if he listed like 30 guys and Wade Phillips is not one of them. Ben- I mean, yeah, I mean, he spent less than a calendar year and he did it well. You know, you got to remember Ed Reed was going through a lot. He had $50,000 stolen uh, out of his car right. in a satchel and uh, still, you know, that money's still out there. Yeah. He's never recovered. He had gone. Like Mike Vrabel's. Did Mike Vrabel recover his Super Bowl rings? Remember when he got know. all yeah, pissy got on stolen. social media? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Somebody's stolen his, his media rings yeah, I, in, I, uh, in Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I, I don't know. Um, now, Ed Reed also went and got hip surgery a few months after signing with the Houston right. Texans. Right, he had a cracked hip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, by the way, everybody, uh, I'm going to Carlos Correa you here in advance and tell you I got a cracked hip. And um, I'm going to go out there, and then I'm just going to kind of, I'm just going to kind of move around at a leisurely pace on the oh, field, and, and then blame Wade Phillips for everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that that was the funny thing about this announcement yesterday is we all sarcastically called him Coach Reed during that preseason where he was yeah. basically just walked around training camp with a towel around his neck, kind of walking around to different position groups, just being Ed Reed. Um, and now he's actual Coach Ed Reed. You know what? The this is something that. It's one of those weird things that it's just a peculiarity of sport, which is the great athlete who's always been on good teams, sometimes when confronted with adversity by being on a bad team, they are awful at it. And, I mean, the question is, okay, so what's it really matter? I don't know. It doesn't. It's just it's an interesting phenomenon because Ed Reed was at Miami and one of the greatest football teams ever created with a number of Andre Johnsons and Ed Reeds and Ray Lewis's and all those guys they had with the, the Hurricanes. Then he goes to the Ravens, and they're a very, very good team. I think the entire time he was there, yeah. if I remember correctly. Probably. Um, so I think his first experience with being on a bad football team since high school, and I'm guessing he was on a good team in high school, was uh, it might have been – like that might have been his first bad year ever, and sometimes those guys, it's such a slap in the face, especially when they're personally responsible for it. Partly because you're you're not playing as well as you used to. Uh, it's I, I'm not giving him a pass on it. It's just interesting that sometimes that's that's that guy's first experience with being in a situation like that. Well, this just in, he didn't handle it well. <laughs> you yeah. Know, like, he, I mean, and, and Bethune Cookman is coming off a season where they were two and nine, so he's not taking over a juggernaut. This, I'll be interested to see how this plays out. You know, De- Deion Sanders becoming the coach, the head coach at Jackson State was was big news. For a few reasons, one, it it shown a spotlight on the the HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, um, which I thought was was good for for that division of football. Um, he did really really well, so well that Colorado hired him, and he's come in there and done some amazing things in recruiting early on. I I do wonder. I don't know how good Ed Reed's going to be. I'm totally jaded by his one year here in Houston. I, yeah. I I'll admit that. Like I'm not rooting for Ed Reed. Because of his time here in Houston, um, I root for Dion. Dion's a tour de force. He's fun to watch. He's fun to listen to talk. I hope he does well at Colorado. Um, I'm, I'll just be interested to see if the copycat Dion Sanders thing ends up working. I, I think it's you know it's it's certainly publicity wise it's great for Bethune Cookman. Ed Reed is a famous famous Hall of Famer and former All Pro. Um. I think that, for one, you remember when I got upset with somebody, one of the guests we had on acted like Deion Sanders wasn't head coach material. Um, uh, And I – this was after he'd already had a season of success, I think, at Jackson State. Um, 
And I think some people undercounted the fact that Dion had had a lot of coaching experience already at the at the much more difficult high school level. Where, and I'm not even saying I'm not saying that to try to kiss up to anybody. Coaching high school is a whole different set of challenges that college and NFL coaches don't have to deal with. Um, so I guess with Ed Reed, it just all yeah, it all just comes down to if you're going to do it, he's not going to do it the Dion way. I mean, because Dion. Aside from the actual football acumen, as a recruiter, is just a personality like no other. I mean, you think about Dion was one of the original genuine salespeople. Oh yeah. When it came to when it came to representing brands Oof. and being a marketable persona, he he kind of paved the way for guys like Shaq because Shaq doesn't have the same electric personality that Dion that that uh, Dion Sanders did. But Dion, I think, just kind of got it and understood the business and created that persona for himself. And like he's been able to translate into that into a lot of things, including recruiting kids. And like so, I don't see Ed Reed necessarily having that that same effect. If he's going to succeed, he's going to do it in a different way than, than Deion. Yeah, Sanders. no, I think you're right. They're very, very different personalities, no doubt. And I would say that Ed Reed, as far as whether he had gone through adversity, mm-hmm. I think the first two of his first three seasons in the NFL would have qualified because the, the Ravens in uh, 2005, he was drafted in 2002. Yep. The Ravens went 6-10 and 10 in 2005 and 5-11 five and 11 in 2007. Okay. So it's uh, like those are rough, especially for a franchise like that. That uh, you know, at that point, remember, two thousand three, the Ravens drafted Jamal Lewis. Oh no, 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 those guys have been; those guys were on the team already. Jamal Lewis, Ray Lewis, uh, Terrell Suggs. Two thousand four, Ed Reed's drafted, and um, Terrell Suggs have been drafted the year before, and uh, they went six and ten in two thousand five. So it was a while before they got good again. Man, those are those are some big names, man. They, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jamal, okay, 2003, Jamal Lewis was the Offensive Player of the Year. Ray Lewis was the Defensive Player of the Year. Okay. And Terrell Suggs was the Defensive Rookie of the Year. The next year, the Ravens drafted Ed Reed. Jeez. <laughs> so, they were, and the, but think of that. They were stacked. Okay. Ozzie that Newsom, wasn't that long man. ago. That wasn't that long ago. Yeah. It's 2004. Yep. You've got three guys who, uh, in 2003, Jamal Lewis, Ray Lewis, Terrell Suggs won all those awards. The Ravens lose to the Titans in the wild card game. Next year they draft Ed Reed. Oh no! Okay, yeah, Ed Reed was. Screw this segment. Okay, yeah, Ed Reed was drafted. Ed Reed got was defensive player of the year in two thousand four. Okay, he had already gotten drafted in two thousand two. So anyway, two thousand three and two thousand four, like they don't even make the playoffs in two thousand four. They got all those really good individual players on there. Then the next year they go six and ten. Yeah. That's the I feel story. Like, I feel like in today's era, Harbaugh is dead gone, or not Harbaugh, um, uh, Billick's dead gone and out of there at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. Losing with all, the, with all that talent on the team, going 6-10? and 10? Absolutely. Absolutely. Text message, trailer, wheel and frame, text page. This, goes, this text goes back. It's from uh, 8638. goes back a ways. We were, we were talking, Seth and I were talking earlier um, about... Houston players we would go to the Hall of Fame induction ceremony for. Like, we would make the trip to go see that guy go into the Hall of Fame. J.J. Watt and Andre Johnson both qualify. Jose Altuve qualifies. I was up in the air on Justin Verlander, but I made a comment that the peak peak Justin Verlander, like Houston, which he was the whole time he was here, through the three full seasons he was here, Justin Verlander either won the Cy Young or was the runner-up. That's the best pitcher in the history of the franchise. Justin Verlander, those... Three full seasons is the best version of a pitcher this franchise has ever seen. Text message. Are you guys crazy? Nolan Ryan played for the Astros. Infinitely greater legend than Justin Verlander. See, now we get into parsing out 
semantics. I think Nolan Ryan probably is a greater Astro legend than Justin Verlander, but it's undeniable that Verlander, his body of work, is the best pitching body of work in the history of his team. I mean, yeah. He was um, three full seasons. He was a Cy Young winner twice and runner-up the other time. Yeah. So, I don't mean to piss off Alvin Texas. I really don't. But it's just stats, man. It's just numbers. It's all good. Nolan Ryan's a legend. <laughs> Win a Cy Young award every now and then, maybe. <laughs> huh? is, How did that happen? John, I don't know. I don't How know. How did it happen that it's, he never won it? I mean, there were years where he was, like, flat out the most dominant guy. What? Did, did he piss somebody off or no, something? No, I don't no. think so. He's a gentleman. Uh, I um, I think it was he. His one loss record. He had the unfortunate, um, the, the unfortunate timing of pitching in an era where wins were the most important stat. Yeah, his career record yeah. is barely over five hundred. He's like that's three twenty four and two ninety six or something like that. That's a hard one to. It's kind of like in football how you go back. It's the opposite of football, actually. In football, you have to go back and explain that, like, look, yeah, this guy only completed 50% of his passes, and he threw just as many interceptions as he had touchdowns, but he was actually a really good quarterback. Like, in baseball, it's the opposite, where you have to go back and say, like, uh, actually, this guy was way better than they even thought yeah. um, because they were paying attention to all the wrong stats. All the wrong the stats. Yep. All the wrong stats. It was just absurd how stupid baseball was for so long. <laughs> it was just cockamamie how dumb it was. Um, to where, like, now, like, yeah, I, there's you've got all these arguments about guys that should be in the Hall of Fame if we had understood baseball better. Uh, well, Billy Wagner. Billy Wagner is, like, now people are realizing, oh, wow, you know, he's actually way better than guys that just happen to be on teams where they got to accumulate a bunch of saves. That's right. Okay? That that's just dumb luck whether you're on a team where you can accumulate saves Man, or not. And for Billy's sake, hopefully just in the nick, in the nick of time to get him into the uh, the baseball hall of how, fame. How about that? As a as a starting pitcher, you got unduly rewarded for being on good teams because wins mattered so much. But as a reliever, you got screwed over for being on good teams because you didn't accumulate enough saves. Yeah. Uh, these guys had too healthy a lead at too often a moment. <laughs> yeah. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a Wednesday. Interesting question on the text page. Are you guys worried that the Texans might win these final three games and then keep Lovey? What are the chances that that happens? We will discuss next. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.